Okay, this is exciting. If you listened to last week's podcast, you have an idea, you're developing your niche on paper or in a doc somewhere, and you've banked your show and you're ready or pretty close to start sharing your voice with the world. I'm so glad you found this podcast. My name is Wes Nile, and this is Creative Progress, my personal journey of creating and posting all kinds of media on the internet and the tools and techniques I use to do so. If you like this kind of content, you can find more of it streaming on platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And I encourage you to join the conversation in my Facebook group, Creative Progress. This episode is all about getting your ideas out into the world. And I'm confident you have a unique voice and perspective that people can't wait to hear and relate to. So let's talk about three basic needs for your audio recording and make sure you stick around for the end. I'm going to be giving you a tip that I wish would have been shared with me before I went down the rabbit hole of podcasting and audio recording. All right, step one, you need something in your house that can hear you before you can be heard by the world. You need a microphone. And here's three types of microphones to look at. The USB mic. USB mics can be found for a price that won't break your budget from $40 to as much as any of the other expensive mics we'll be talking about next and actually come in the same variety depending on your budget. The good thing about this mic is that it's relatively plug and play, which makes it very beginner friendly. You'll be able to plug this right into your computer's USB port and start recording. Our next couple of options will require some outside help to get audio into your computer, and we'll get into that next, but let's talk about the simple difference of these two mics. First is the dynamic mic. This style of microphone has a simple design and is very forgiving. Examples, this mic is not as sensitive to frequencies outside of the mid-range or sounds that are not as close to it. I have never used sound treatment in my air quote studios and I use that term loosely because whenever I'm talking about a recording studio, it's just a spare bedroom in my house. I've also recorded in garages before using my trusty Shure SM58, never having to worry about the natural reverb in any given space. It's always just worked for me. An SM58 on its own is selling for about $110 currently. A bundle with a cable and stand is anywhere between $130 and $150, depending on the stand you're considering. The second is the condenser microphone. I love this style of microphone for capturing nuance. It is intentionally a more fragile microphone for that reason. However, keep in mind that you will likely want some type of room treatment because this mic will capture room ambience. I'm using the mic right now and I'm sure you can hear a little bit of echo in the background. This is just the natural sound of my room. And if you really want to know the difference between a closet and a garage or anything in between, this mic will tell the truth every time. Additionally, this mic will require phantom power, a small current that powers active circuitry inside the microphone. If this is the mic that you're considering, most mixing consoles and audio interfaces these days have this feature built in. That's going to bring us into our next topic. What the heck is an audio interface? Well, it's a piece of gear that gets audio into your computer's digital audio workstation. We'll talk about digital audio workstations in a minute. There are different kinds of interfaces that vary in ability and connections, but the kind we will focus on in this show will be the USB interface. They are price effective and extremely simple to use. 
A brand name is just that, in my humble yet possibly polarizing opinion. I've used different interfaces over the years, and just like you might find in cars, TVs, or many other products, these brands are competing to give you the best product they can. They want to generate that brand loyalty and get you to buy more of their products in the future. Some tout value, others claim quality parts, but when you consider what you're using it for, and if you've listened this far, my best bet is to just get started recording and do some basic audio editing, then all of these brands and their interfaces, we're gonna get the job done for you. With my personal opinion out of the way, there is one more thing to consider. How many inputs will you need? Meaning, how many microphones or instruments will you be using to record your audio? There are interfaces that have up to eight microphone inputs and two inputs for instruments, like the Focusrite Scarlett 18i20. Or you can go all the way down to one input, like the M-Audio M-Track Solo. I'm going to try to list as many of these in the show notes as I can and links so you can go check them out for yourself. I think that the most important thing to consider here is how many people are you going to have on your show at once and in what capacity. Are some of them going to be streaming in or are you going to have them all in the same room? And if you do have them all in the same room, are you going to have it on one collective track or do each one of your people have to have their own separate track? Now, if you're looking for my personal recommendation, I would look into any USB interface that has at least two inputs to start small. If you find that you need more microphones for your guests later, you can always get a bigger mixing console and add additional inputs and grow with the format of your show. We can talk about mixing consoles and how I use them on another show. For now, I want to get into the digital audio workstation, the final piece of creating your audio masterpiece. Once you have an idea, a microphone, an interface, it's time to record and edit. And that's what your DAW does. It's a computer program that allows you to capture and edit your audio in many different ways. Additionally, many of these interfaces come with a DAW that works seamlessly with them. The only real distinction that you'll need to make is what your preferred DAW will be. Coming from a background in audio production, I have been fortunate enough to have worked with many kinds of audio editing software. And what I've found is that although some definitely have some limitations, they all have the same basic commands. You can split clips, insert sound effects, embeds, automate your volume, and pan and equalize to taste. I wanted to give you an idea of generally which DAWs are used for which type of interface. So for M-Audio gear, the DAW preferred is Pro Tools usually. For Presonus gear, you're looking at Studio One as your DAW. And if you're using a Focusrite piece of gear, the preferred is Ableton. That's actually what I'm using right now. So I want you to consider another scenario. So let's say you're on a shoestring budget. You're able to get a USB mic, but you can't afford to get a fancy interface, and you can't purchase a doll. Let's say you're starting on a shoestring budget, and personally, I think that's a great idea. If you already have your idea, and you have some episodes written and in the bank, and they're burning a hole in your pocket, getting them out now is the time. So let's say you need a DAW for free. What can you do? There is an app called Anchor that allows you to record your program right from your phone. You don't even need a microphone for this. Just speak right into your phone, and boom, there's your program. It can be posted on to Spotify for your audience to enjoy right then and there. Now, if you're working on a Mac device, there's also a program called GarageBand, and that's a basic DAW. 
It's going to allow you basic functions like we just talked about. You're going to be able to edit, um, put clips together, add sound and audio as music beds right there on your phone or on your Mac. Or iPad for that matter, now that I think about it. And lastly, if you found an interface for a good price, but you don't have anything to complement it with, a DAW to complement it with, or any type of software, there is free software out there. The two most common are Reaper and Audacity, and that can be found with a simple Google search. But I'll go ahead and look them up. I'm going to put them in the show notes for you. So I told you at the beginning of the show that if you stuck it out, I would give you some timely advice that you could only know from trial and error. This is that there are so many options to choose from that it may be hard to decide where to start or where to look. So here are three great places to start. First, you can visit your local music store. Talk to somebody and let them know your idea and your budget, and I promise you that they will guide you to the right spot. You can also take a look online. Where I like to go to find my stuff is Musician's Friend or Sweetwater. Musician's Friend is a little bit cheaper, but you have to do your own research. If you can handle that, it's worth the price break. Sweetwater is my standby right now just because I've purchased a lot of product there and the customer service is second to none. There's very knowledgeable people there. Um, You have to pay a little bit more, but the customer service is worth it to me, so that's who I go to. Lastly, I'll mention this. Look for an all-in-one bundle if possible. There's a lot of podcasting and recording bundles out there starting at around $300. Or you can find an all-in-one system like your iPhone with Anchor, for example, or a Zoom H4 Handy Pro like I'm using to record this segment right now. This is a built-in device that has a couple of microphones or two XLR plugs for if you want to have a couple of different microphones plugged into it as well. It records straight to an SD card and all you have to do is plug it into your computer whenever you're ready to start editing from that SD card into your DAW. I'm super excited that you're starting your podcast journey and with these tools and techniques, I'm certain that you're on your way to letting your voice be heard by your niche audience. Just remember these basic ideas and principles. Start for free, and you can always upgrade later. Your plan and format is going to mean more right now than the gear that you put it on anyways. Start with a budget-friendly USB mic or an all-in-one setup if it's just you. If you're getting an interface, keep in mind the number of inputs you'll need for your unique setup. And if you're using a DAW, there are a number of free programs out there that are perfect to start on. If all this still feels overwhelming, Reach out to a local shop or online like a place like Sweetwater and Musician's Friend. They'll definitely point you in the right direction. Or you can also join the conversation at the Creative Progress Facebook page. I'd love to field your questions or hear more about your experience along your podcast journey. If you like this episode, you can find more like them on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Any love on the platform that you listen to, your content means more than you could possibly know. Until next time, keep creating and keep progressing.